Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is August 17, 2021. The time is about 11.30. And Reddy NPC does conduct Zoom conferences every single day. It's been we're conducting from 2012 to right now. If you have any question, please raise your hand. You will be announced, uh, you'll be asked with your name. Well, it was previously a different conference. Now we call it a Zoom conference. Um, if you are new, you've never asked the question, you'll be given preference. Uh, you need to show your face and you need to inform Gayatri in the message that you're new. You've never been asked, uh, you've never been allowed, you did not ask question before. They will be given preference. Shubha? Subha? Shubha? We can't hear you, Shubha. Maybe you need to turn the microphone, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, are yeah. you able to hear me? Yes. Thank you so much, Rahul, uh, for providing this conference calls. Really appreciate your help. Sure. Yeah, my today's question is like, uh, 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 currently, uh, actually, I'm an, uh, I did my MBA post-graduation, and I have 17 years of experience in technical. So, we provided role of computer systems architect in LCA. So, now I got a different opportunity offer in leadership role. So in what? Leadership role, like kind of manager, mm-hmm. uh, like support lead. So till now I am in technical role and uh, it's a different company and uh, good company and uh, I got the leadership position. Can I accept and uh, what would be the complications? You have an MBA, so that's fine. Just because you have 17 years of experience in IT field doesn't mean that you can't you can't go to, into the MBA field. It's perfectly okay to go into MBA field. You have an MBA, yeah. If somebody who has an IT degree, they're going into management and they be a thing, they may have a problem. You on the H1B will not have any problem. That's great. And uh, by any chance, if uh, they're not able to show technical roles and uh, managerial roles, so if uh, by any chance it denies, so is, is there an impact on my existing... Uh, is it, is it, so it's so within the same company that you're doing it, right? No, it's a different company. I got the offer. So if you normally, though, I have to tell you one thing, though, management job positions are more weaker positions for H-1B approval mm-hmm. compared to the IT. Mm-hmm. Because um, the, how, how many CEOs of the companies have MBA degrees, right? They may not have that many, maybe less than 50%. So that's where the problem comes in, is that you, you, you may have a problem. My main question is that, when they file the H-1B, would you immediately join or would you join after the H-1B approval? After H-1B approval. You will not have any problem whatsoever at all. If your H-1B gets denied, you can continue working where you are. Absolutely no problem with it. Okay. Okay. Last question. Uh, 
basically uh, is, is there an impact on gc process what do you mean impact uh, on gc I, process my i140 approved already with technical role so when you go to the new company you're going to use an under i140 yeah it, i when you put the i140 from one company to another company you don't have to be in the same profession you can be a lawyer also you can be a doctor too okay, okay. you're okay. fine but what is your priority date priority date is 2019 yeah it was processed very late i am okay, on no h1b eight years okay okay that's well, okay. Well, i just wanted last to... question uh, i got two offers like technical and this leadership role which one would be better i mean uh, in perspective that's up to you ma'am that's up to you. that's up to you ma'am since you're joining them after you get the h1b approval then you are not risking anything next person okay. please thank you so much prashant prashant yeah um, uh, rahul sir a very good evening uh, first of all thanks for conducting uh, this kind of a session sure. uh, sir i am a eb2 to eb3 uh, downgrade and uh, you know uh, my uh, prior, uh, gc is also current now what has happened uh, they accepted my premium processing request to downgrade from eb2 to eb3 uh, it has been almost like 17 days now uh they have uh, received uh, you know my premium processing they have not issued any kind of rfe uh the status says that the case is what's your question yeah the question is uh, i don't know what happens like you know if you don't get 17 days just hold on for about five more five more days come next week though okay you'll either get an rfe or approval and and if you get an rfe what kind of rfe does it get and because well, we don't let's see the rfe okay okay sir thank you sir okay because just you just too too much hurrying 17 days is not good enough wait for 25 days next person please malini malini ankit hey good up good morning uh, mr mr rahul thank you so much for your services um, my question is my h1b um was extended by my company and um my wife's h1 and h3 ad was also tagged along however her extension is still pending my question is does because her i94 is expired does it make her out of status uh no absolutely not okay um so my follow up question to that is when so my my priority date is jan 2016 um and i am in eb2 i will downgrade to eb3 what are the chances of it becoming current in october visa bulletin and very high very high okay and if 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 it becomes current and if we apply my wife h4 being out of uh, my wife h4 being expired does that become an issue in 485 no Don't? absolutely not absolutely it will not be an issue next person please thank It's you it's perfectly all right she is perfectly in legal status You Rupa? told me you got the H four extension receipt notice, so she's good. Uh, hello. Uh, so um, yeah, I I am on H uh, four right now, and I have uh, started doing my masters, and I've applied for uh, change of status to F one uh, in August twenty twenty, uh, and I haven't received anything from USCIS. Nothing about like like nothing. N- neither. You meant to say. You mean to say you filed for the H four? You didn't receive. Uh, sorry, F one. You didn't receive the receipt notice yet. When did you file? You said. Uh, we. I received the receipt notice, but nothing about the biometrics or you know, like 
nothing after that i applied in august uh, 2020 yeah it's taking about 18 months ma'am okay so like what other uh, options would you uh, suggest like can i go to <laughs> or should i just go back to india and get the f1 stamping done yeah there is a problem one is appointment second is you have to prove that you are going to go back to your home country once you get your once you complete your education especially when your husband is on h1 visa there is a chance they may reject your f1 visa oh okay so do you say that i my best bet is to just wait that's all i can tell you right now okay so um like i didn't get any notification either i mean about you said you got the receipt notice that's all there's nothing else you'll get it oh so nothing about biometric also biometric you may get it later on not right now i mean in okay. within the 18 months they can do it any time oh is it okay so i did i filed it online and uh like i'm trying to reach the uscis to try and ask them uh about you know like anything else after that so i mean is there any difference between uh filing it online and sending it through mail will it be the no, same no no it's the same not much difference maybe a week difference or so at the most filing online will be much advantage though okay so how do you uh, like can i go to mexico and get it done because i've seen same story if you go to india and mexico also you need to prove that you're going to um you're going to come back to india after you complete your masters degree there is a chance they may deny it okay how about in canada i mean like i'm just same uh, next person please we will only learn two questions same same answer ma'am canada mexico yeah. india doesn't change only two questions it? guys uh hello rahul sir uh i was uh, currently i'm in india uh, i was a student uh, first, uh, i finished my masters in us uh, and uh, by like in i came to india for vacation and i was given a ban for 3 years for overstaying there in us uh, and while giving the ban they, uh, they gave me a document that i am uh, under the section 212a9 b1 and they also marked that i am eligible for waiver of grounds in in eligibility what so, what, what 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 happened uh sir uh i tried to apply for reinstatement during my shift of colleges uh and i went to mexico since there was a quite a uh, bit of over period overstay there and i got approved uh, i got my stamped in mexico but uh, here in immigration in abu dhabi they rejected me because they they said that they won't accept the uh, immigration approval from mexico and they asked me to go for another h1b f1 visa so when you got the visa from mexico before that how long did you stay without going to school i was going regularly why did you went to mexico to get the stamping uh because uh, i thought that re- my re- reimbursement reinstatement process was ma'am 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 i asked you a question did you ever stopped going stop maintaining the status and you said you were going to school regularly and then you are telling about reinstatement what's the reason for reinstatement uh, before ch- uh, shifting from uh, one school to another school uh, the opt period was o- over over there so it was extended for 60 days i mean the grace period was extended so my new college said that they would they should apply for reinstatement 
So, the, and, uh, eventually so I can continue. Ma'am, after the OPT expired, how long afterwards did you try to join the college? Uh, two, three months. That is overstay. I asked you several times, did you overstay? And you said, no, you stayed continuously in legal status. Now you're telling you overstayed the status. Now, the reason why they rejected is that is because you're confusing answers that you the way that you're giving. I repeatedly asked three times the question, have you overstayed? And you said, no, no, no. And then I have to go and poke you on that particular thing to get the answer. That's where the problem came in. Did you realize it? Uh, yes, sir. But the one thing is that uh, uh, the after ex after expiring of grace period, my H one B was uh, was under uh, approval. You, you have approved, to, but you have to have a private consultation with the lawyer, ma'am. It's a bit complex. It cannot be resolved in this conference call. Okay. Okay. You yeah. I just one. Yeah, I have just one question, sir. Uh, so I was given a ban uh, with uh, under under the section two one two eight. I can you cannot resolve this in the conference call with 30, 40 people yes. in there. I need to look into the documents. I want you to give exact details, not hide the information the way that you did it right now, where I have to poke you. What if you are in legal status? Why did you went to Mexico? There's a reason there. Uh, why why the reinstatement comes? And you kept on saying that I am in, I I did not violate the status. So that definitely you are hiding too many things. So it's better that we speak privately. Next person, please. Okay, sure. Yeah. Gayatri, are you there? Yes, go ahead, sir. Alpesh. Yeah, hi. Uh, good good morning, Rahul. Uh, this is Alpesh. And thanks for your service. Uh, I have just a question about my iPhone 40 premium process. Uh, my mm -hmm. priority date is a PIP 2012. And I'm uh, due to company name change, we apply for I-140 express uh, extension on the last October. And after the March amendment, I-140 yeah. amendment. Uh, it's like uh, they are asking the same new I-140 approval for the EBT. Yeah, we call it as amend. We call it as amendment. Okay. That's yes. All. Yeah, so uh, I after my priority date current, I apply for I-143 times in a premium process and is, they just get rejecting on uh, saying that my labor certificates, original I, labor is not available. Uh, so um, Yeah, I, I'm pretty aware of that. So, I mean, uh, what will be, that's what I'm got confused. I'm up, I'm, I have a fear to apply the fourth time and that's what my concern is. So I'm mean, uh, your advice is, so. <laughs> uh, just keep trying, that's all I can tell you. Oh, okay. There's no way I would. So, so, I mean, they, they are just keeping that my I-140 is not... I'm, I mean, pretty aware of, I'm pretty aware of it. We have a lot of cases in our office also that we are doing the same thing. We're refiling it. I don't have a solution other than the refiling right now for you. And it will not create any bad impact on my I-140 case, right? No. No, no. Just by refiling, it's not creating a bad impression. You're good. Okay. Thank you, sir. Have a Next good Next person, please. Karunakar. Hi, Rahul. Uh, this is Karunakar. Thank you for taking the call. So uh, actually, I had a private consultation with you earlier regarding my spouse visa. So my wife was on H1 and then uh, somehow uh, her visa was revocated because she overstayed. And then she's in India right now. So she uh, somehow managed to get a H4 appointment. And then so she went to the appointment. So luckily, he did not give any bar or anything. So he asked for documentation to prove that uh, like why and how her visa was revocated. So on the same day itself, we submitted all the documentation. 
And after 30 days, I again received an email saying, uh, like, oh, we need the documentation, like showing why her visa was revoked. So why was I it revoked? Uh, it was revoked because with the grace period, we did not apply for her either extension or the change of. So, so it's not revoke. Revoke means once which is already approved. What's your email address, Karnaka? MKR8621 at Gmail. NKR. Yeah. 8621 mm -hmm. at Gmail. NKR8621. No, I'm sorry. M, M as in mother. M as in mother. MKR8621. Okay. It would be better, I can give you more time if you would join us tomorrow in the conference call, okay? Sure. Uh, that's a separate conference call we conduct only for follow-up consultations, okay? That sure. means that if you have any more questions after you consulted, so I will go through, I will have a little bit more time. It will, it will not be like sure. this where All you right. will get a chance, you may not get a chance, okay? And it's okay, free, no you don't problem. have to pay any money. Okay, and are you going to send me the link for that or do I have I, to? I'm, I'm sending you that information to you. Okay, All right. thank you very much. I appreciate it. Next person, please. Arvati. And please send any of the documents or anything you receive from them in the email before you come to that uh, conference call tomorrow. Parvati, mm -hmm. go ahead. Here, I will uh, just teach here. I'm a husband. So. Sure, sure. So we, I filed H4 and H4 EAD for my wife when I was in the U.S., and mm -hmm. then we moved to Canada because it was getting delayed and we had an option. Was so, the H4 filed as a change of status or exchange? Change of status. From which status to H4? From F1 OPT to H4. Keep going. Okay. And once we moved to Canada, we thought that uh, the those H4 and the, sorry, the H4 change of status and EAD would get abandoned. But uh, surprisingly, it got approved now. Okay. Where is where is she right now? Yeah. She's with me in Canada. So okay, you got it approved. Okay, what's your question now? So my question is, can I come with those documents, or would I would would it, it be rejected in stamping and? Oh, you're maintaining the H1Bs, right? Yes, I have the H1B, but even I'm in Canada. Well, if if she has to go for H4 stamping, she doesn't need any H4 approval. All she needs is your H1B approval. Right. So it doesn't matter whether she has that H4 approval or not. All she needs is take your H1B approval, show the marriage certificate, she'll get a H4. Okay. You see the point? Yes, and what about EAD though? Once she comes here, the EAD is not revoked. I'm going to work on that EAD. Okay, because yeah, we got the card, it shows the status that USPS is ready for USPS pickup. So we should get the card in some time. Yeah, I will use the EAD. I mean, it's not been revoked. She has a H4 visa. The EAD has been given. It's not been revoked. I'm going to use the EAD. Okay. So Rahul, the follow-up question, her employer is ready to file her H1B as well. And it got, fortunately, it got picked up in the second lottery process this year. Mm -hmm. So what do you suggest? Should we go via H, should she come via H4 or should she have a separate H1B? H1B is always better. She'll be technically counted towards the H1B number. But why can't she come here and change the status to H1B? That's one thing. But I don't know if you have enough time to get an appointment. If not, I would, I would want to get an H1B. 
if the employer is willing to uh, give her a H one B though. Right. And when is your what is your priority date? My priority date is uh, October twenty twenty. So I got my I one. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Yeah, I would I would get a H one B if possible. Okay. Since okay, since she's selected in the lottery. Yes. Thank you so much. Next, Ravan. next person, please. Nishant. Hi, Rahul. My name is Nishant. Thank you for coming on this platform. See, my question is regarding uh, the immigration. My parents were uh, immigrated through H four category through my paternal aunt. Uh, she filed for them in the year two thousand four, and uh, I'm eighty six born, by the way. And in two thousand four, my I would have been uh, somewhere around the age of eighteen uh, years. In two thousand ten, their file petition was approved, where I was standing at the age of twenty four. and uh, now i am at the age of 35 with my family my wife and my kid so are there any chances that we can do something for my file to join my parents no. back in us no not right now you are married you have kids right now um i can there is a way for called cspa but we cannot even explore the cspa you must not be married too late okay I don't know whether you are eligible for CSP or not. That I have to explore it. But irrespective of what the law says, the law is very clear. If you are married, you are out. See, uh, when uh, they filed for me, I mean, uh, when in the 2004, when they you, did the petition, you, uh, yeah, my name you know was how, there. Yeah, even if your name is there, that doesn't matter. You are married right now. Okay. Next person, please. CSP doesn't Thank protect you. you now anymore. Thank you. Next one. Uh. Hello, sir. Thank you for taking my question. Uh, sure. So I'm currently on my uh, F1 OBT, uh, STEM OBT, which is expiring in August uh, this year, 2020, uh, 2021, 24th of August. But I got picked for the July lottery. So I want to know if I'm eligible for a cap gap extension, and if so, until when will that be? And how uh, do I continue? For- Stay, stay. For you to be in the cap cap exemption, your H one B must be filed before your OPT expires. Okay. Just because you picked in the second lottery doesn't mean that you're not eligible for cap cap. You are eligible for cap cap. Okay, but the H one B has to be filed. It doesn't happen automatically just because I'm picked in the lottery. That is right. If the H one B is not filed, you do not get that extra one and a half month period of OPT period. stem extension okay. period so so if my lawyers file the h1b before 24 uh when my opt expires uh, then how long will the extension be after uh, august 24th you mean or before before or oh, it will be until october 1st or until the h1b is denied okay next okay. person please krishna um Hello sir thank you so much for giving me a chance sure. i have a question about my name my mm-hmm. name has two words in my first name and mm-hmm. in social security records these two names are printed together without a space however in the credit and bank records my second name is i mean the second word in my first name is used as a middle name or as a middle initials however in uscis records when i file for visa i140 and all uh, given name 
and surname. So given name is in two words with a space. So my question is, I see that there is inconsistency in my name. Is there a need for any affidavit while I'm submitting my uh, application for uh, processing? My priority date is August 2014. Also, I want to know if there is a permanent solution for this uh, inconsistency okay. problem. Thank you. Uh August 2014, why didn't you file for it fine October? Uh, last year, sorry, sorry, what? You said August 2014 is a priority date. Yes, EB2. Uh, so you didn't downgrade it? Last year, I didn't downgrade it. Uh, I know it was. Why? Uh, <laughs> why meaning I thought the dates might retrogress or uh, I was in 50-50. So it was a mistake. I'm going to do it now. So, okay. yes. Uh, with regards to the name, though, I don't know about permanent solution, though. I I didn't find a permanent solution for myself. You know you know my name, Krishna? I saw your V in the middle, so <laughs> I could hear it. <laughs> yeah. My name is actually, my family name is Rahul. Okay. My name is not Rahul. Now, I know a lot of people will think that Rahul is the first name normally. No, my family name is Rahul. It goes, my family name is Rahul. My name is Venkat. So <laughs> I can't okay. have a permanent solution for it. How can I offer you a permanent solution? Well, one thing is for sure, you will not have any problem in filing the 480 application. Okay. Because nowadays they do biometrics. Mm -hmm. And if biometrics tells that you are not the same person, They'll detain you and arrest you. Of course, you're not. You're the same person. So <laughs> biometrics are very good and they will not have any problem in getting the green card. In the 485 application though, all other names used, okay? Keep yes. typing whatever you said, all different names in there. Because oh. what they do is that they will do the FBI check with those names to see if you are a terrorist, which you're not. I'm hoping so. So then they will say you're fine. So you just need to use all other names used. You need to keep adding whatever you told. Uh, sorry, just one follow-up question. I never did this before while filing my visas or I-140. It's okay. It okay it's okay. Them? It's okay. Because at that time, they're not doing FBI check. They're doing FBI check right now. Thank you. I knew you are going to lift this off from my head. Thank you so much. Yeah, no I problem. really appreciate Yeah. Next person, please. Mehul. Hey, good morning, Rahul. Yes, Mehul. Okay, I had a question uh, regarding uh, my cousin's parents are over here. Uh, on a visitor visa. He's mm -hmm. a green card holder. And mm -hmm. uh, he already filed extension once and this is the, and that's expiring uh, this month. How how long your cousin has had the green card? Three years. Okay, go ahead. So that extension is expiring end of this month. And uh, he was planning if he applies for a second extension because of this uh, COVID and everything, uh, does it Im impact uh, in future on his green card files? Like uh, when he files a uh, green card for his parents? Well, um, it definitely doesn't have any problem in the green card, Mehul. Um, one, thing is, one thing is for sure, though, it may have a problem in them visiting back into United States, though. When people are staying for one and a half year in the United States, when they go outside the country, when they are going to try to come back into the country, okay, mm -hmm. they may have a problem. So if they do the second extension, I want to make sure that they don't come for at least one and a half year afterwards into the country uh, on a visiting visa. If they stay for the second time, then they're not coming back until they file directly their green card. 
Yeah. Uh, well, you're the same Mahul that electric companies, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Um, what, there are issues with that Mahul is that if you do the processing in India, okay, while the processing is going on, they cannot visit in this country. Yes. So three years he did it, two years he can apply for the citizenship, one year to get the citizenship, plus there is a two year processing, five years they cannot come into this country. Are you saying they're not going to come for five years? No, they will before that. Okay, that's one problem I have. See, and another problem I have is that it's easier processing the papers when they are in the country in the United States, while compared to that of processing outside the country. Okay. So now, having said Mehul, there is another weapon some people use. I am not telling you it, okay? I'm not telling him to do okay. it. If the parents are unlawfully present in this country mm -hmm. for a period of five years, mm -hmm. and if he applies for the green card application here in the United States, it will not be any problem in, in them getting the green card. Okay. You see, I'm not telling you this, tell them to stay illegally. What I'm telling is what the law is. Okay. So the immediate relatives are exempt from the unlawful presence. Okay. They have to only enter legally in United States. They don't have to maintain their legal status. Now, I am not telling that they should not maintain. I'm just telling you what the law is. So tell this to your cousin and let him evaluate it. Next person. All right. Thank you. Gaurish? Hey, hi, Venka. This is Gaurish here. Um, I have uh, I-140 approved uh, from my old employer, uh, prior to date, uh, July 2015. Uh, my new employer is filing uh, I-140. So the question is, he gave me option to file in EB-3 or EB-2. Uh, which should I, where should I go, EB-2 or EB-3? Thank you. Uh, I may go wrong in the judgment call, okay. <laughs> but I'll go with EB-3 right now. Uh, wait, wait, let, let me let me let me ask you. So you're filing fresh. What is your priority date? Um, with the old employer, that was uh, July 2015. Uh, but I'm the new employer now. And um, so, but the a perm is getting filed under EB2, is right? Um, perm, yeah, probably yes, that's right. Yeah, because if you have a perm in EB2, you have an eligibility to do either EB2 or EB3, though. So I am going with EB3. I may be wrong. I may go wrong. But but just because you go in EB3 doesn't mean that you cannot convert into EB2. You can use the same perm and up, up, apply in EB3 also, EB2 also later on. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I'll go to the next three callers, guys. Um, and then don't forget that we do have a YouTube and Facebook Live. You can come and ask the questions there for one hour, uh, 5 p.m. to 6, uh, 6 p.m. Central Time. Last three callers. Go ahead. Sachin? Hey, hi, hi Rahul. Uh, thanks for your service. Uh, I have a priority date 10 June 2014. Uh, I have downgraded in EB3 <clears throat> November. My biometric is done. Uh, 10 to, uh, November 10th, 2013. Okay. No, June 10th. Okay. June 10th, 2014. Uh, and my biometric is done. My child is 10 year old. So I did not, uh, which is uh, you, uh, like outside US born. So I did not uh, requested for I-140 premium. 
So next month, probably my date will be current. So I requested my attorney to do I-140 premium, but it says uh, I-140 approval is not required to lock the child days if, if your date is no. current. So that's my no. dilemma. No. Like, no. What if the date goes back and yeah, I will get the I-140 approval. It needs okay, to be. So, it needs to, because until the I-140 is approved, nobody is eligible for the green card. Okay, because even he is saying that USA is approving adjustment of status without I-140 approval. And it was that huh? was shock to me. <laughs> uh, uh, no, he's... He, he doesn't know immigration law. So do you think, should I, should I wait till next month, till my priority become the priority date? Yeah, I'll wait for next month. What's the hurry for you? And then apply for premium yeah, process. Because it's not current yet. That's the only problem I have. Okay. So yeah, that's why my child is 10 years old. So I was thinking. To yeah, do it next month. Yeah, do okay, it next thank month. Thank you. That's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. I have. Next person, please. Arcade? No I-140 green card approved? Wow. Okay. <laughs> RK, go ahead. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, my name is Radhika. And uh, thank you so much. Um, my priority date is September 2013 under EB2. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I missed uh, filing because my priority date was under company A. I moved to mm -hmm. company B. Uh, and that makes sense. And right now, Company B uh, is not doing any more pumps. Um, they opened a Company C, which is a sister company, and they're doing my perm under Company C. My perm is filed in June, end of June this year. So I don't know which direction to go. Uh, I can go back to Company A at this point. Did you, did you, did you said you can or cannot? I cannot go back to company A. Well, beggars don't have so beggars can't be choosers. You can't ask <laughs> biryani. I want chicken and I want mutton biryani. I want spicy. You can't do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so my first question is, I'm with company B and they have, they have filed my form in EB2 under company C. So what's the direction I need to take regarding but, my H1? Just because they filed under EB2 doesn't mean that they will file an I-140 under EB-2. They can file an I-140 under EB-3. Sure. Can they? Yes, they, they, yes, they can. They said we can do a downgrade at that so, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a smart way though. I never, I never will, if the person is eligible, everything is eligible for EB-2, I will never file under EB-3. The I-140, the labor certification. I-140, I will change my opinion on it. So right now, you can't go back to the old company. If right. you go back to any company right now, if, if they are going to start the process, it's going to take a long period of time for you to get it. So Correct. you, at this point of time, are a beggar. You don't have much choice. You just stay put and get the labor approved and file the green card application. So what happens to my H1? We do have to switch it to a, uh, to the company C name at this point because I'm on if company B and my permit it is, it is It is not technically required that you must move to that company C at this point of time. It is, it, it is a promise that they're making. It is your intention to join that company at a later date. But if the promise is broken in between after you file the 485 application, that's okay. It's perfectly okay. Nothing wrong with it. Okay. okay. So All the right. only aspect problem that comes out with, the, with when you're not working for the company and they're filing a green card application is, does the company has the capacity to pay you the salary? Which is, which is a prevailing wage, which you all know what it is. 
So mm-hmm. that is the main problem that pops up with the company C when you're not working. Okay. okay. But I they think so. We I are think good with it. Yeah, I am thinking that they already covered their basis on it. If they are good with it, you don't. You are under no obligation to file for the H one B and move to them. Could go with 485J if ever needed at that point, and then go. Right now, I'm just waiting and holding for my looks, form to be approved. Looks like you don't need 485J because the prior date is current. If the labor gets approved, you can file I-140 and 485 at the same time. Awesome. All right. Ne- all next and last person, please. Thank you so much. Saurabh. Yep. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. So, Rahul, uh, my wife's EAD is expiring on October 2nd. Uh, this is for uh, from adjustment of, state, adjustment of okay. status uh, EB1. We filed uh, EB1 concurrently uh, last year, October 2020. So we we filed an expedited request um, a week ago. Wait, 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 wait. This is she's a dependent EAD, is right? Yes, she is on L2 EAD. She she has L2 ah, EAD. Is, so you you mean to say L2 EAD is expiring, not adjustment of status EAD? Yes. Yes. So okay, go ahead, and, go ahead and, with the expedited processing. Okay. Yes. So we filed for expedited request um, and, and it got denied after a week. Uh, we gave a letter from employer um, with financial. Well, 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 if you Let me tell you one thing. I have no method of expediting EAD. If you find any method of expediting EAD that works, you let me know because I have no clue. Okay. And uh, the reason I'm asking this is because the last time we gave the same, you know, same kind of letter uh, from from the vice president, uh, and and that had reputational and financial loss, uh, and we gave the same letter this time, but it got rejected. So we, we are just um, and and we have some medical considerations, you know. Um, sir, uh, sir, I I don't know which works, what doesn't work for a exploiter. Mm-hmm. I have no clue. There are 0.2% of the people are getting their EAD expedited for the efforts that they are doing. I think so if they pray God, God will come and give the boon to them. That's the way I am feeling it. I have no clue how the EAD to be expedited. If you're thinking that I have any central idea, I don't. I have had people, gynecologists who have, uh, who have surgeries pending for the patients that they're treating, expedited request denied. I don't know what to do. So if your wife, you're telling this, there are other things. I don't know what works. Okay. Previously, we used to have a court litigation that used to work very good, but it's not working anymore. So if you find a way that the EAD can be expedited. Now, I those 0.2% of the people are telling different reasons. I don't even know if that was because of expedited, what reason it is. Uh, I have no clue whatsoever at all on that. So, Sorry about that. Just one thing. So it's been, it's going to be close to one year, uh, Rahul, that, you know, we haven't received the EAD for, for our, uh, you know, filing from last year. So what is the alternative? You know, should we just wait and wait for, for us to get the EAD or approach a congressman again? Or, or As I said to you, I have no clue whatsoever at all to get it expedited. I have no suggestions, nothing that I can make it to you. Okay. If you find something, you let me know. I'm sorry about that. Okay. okay. So, and the processing time, is it is it normal? Right they now? lie. They lie the processing time online. Okay. 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 Thank you, guys. The next conference call will be tomorrow at 4.30. Don't forget that we do have a YouTube and uh, uh, we have a YouTube and uh, uh, Facebook live. 
from 5 to 6 p.m. You can ask the questions there. We'll take there. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day. Thank you.